Hi, and welcome to the Amity Podcast. We're a husband and wife striving for Amity, sitting down, talking through ministry life, theology, books, and family. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jonna. <laughs> and is it a podcast if you just go AWOL for weeks and weeks and weeks? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Well, this is the attempted resurrection of podcasts. <laughs> the Phoenix. So you've got a voice back, sort of, mostly. Yeah, barely. Every evening it ends up sounding like this or worse, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, we didn't want to kill the podcast, but with the last several weeks slash months that we've had, it's just been the thing that has to go, because we haven't had time for it, we haven't had energy for it. And we have made a decision that I would not sit down by myself and speak into the mic and turn it into Jono Sermon soundbites on the side or, you know. So, it's Amity Podcasts. Amity requires more than one. You know what I mean? It's not neighboring friendship between myself and myself, you know. Mm -hmm. So, it doesn't make sense. Um, So, here it is. I've actually been um, asked about doing another podcast with someone else. Oh, and uh, I see how it is. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> your poor, sick, pregnant wife <laughs> can't <laughs> can't do this one all the time. So you can go look for green, greener pastures. <laughs> so just finished. Uh, Doing a bunch of preaching. Finished Habakkuk. <laughs> Finished it. I'm still going. Finished Habakkuk. Mm. Finishing Second Timothy, Lord willing, this week. Yep. Uh, I think that's been good. But what are we looking at tonight? Um, We thought we'd look at a... I was going to say a familiar topic to us and that you've preached on it quite a few times. But it's the topic of knowing God's will. Um, So we, in which we get to tell you what to do with your lives and micromanage all the decisions you make. Because that's our role. (laughs) And I think it's a, it is a subject that's important. It's almost something that needs to be covered every year. (laughs) It's, it's one of those things that you, you, you talk about it, you share it with people some people get it, um, and it transforms life for them. Just a big weight off their shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, what kind of things do you, do you think people need to ask the question, what's God's will for my life? Like, what kind, what kind of sort of situations? Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's often the bigger questions of life, like those next steps questions so where should I go to college who should I date or marry where should I live what should I do for an occupation Mm -hmm. um I don't know when should we have kids where should I go to church um I mean the list is pretty endless and it could be smaller things or yeah you know all sorts of stuff you know those big life questions and it it can actually be quite it can be quite a damaging 
question mm. if you don't really have something of a healthy framework to answer it. Uh, because you just, you, it kind of puts you on a treadmill, you know, you just, you're just not going anywhere. Um, yeah, I think you end up second guessing. Yeah. And it's, it's fascinating to me. I mean, it's, it's difficult. People come in to come into a church and I'm not thinking of anyone specifically right now, but people come into a church and they've got all sorts of assumptions on how you're supposed to know God's will and, and how you make decisions. Mm-hmm. And then they get faced with a big decision. And I found myself repeatedly as a pastor, people just come asking advice. And I'm like, <laughs> it's often like, I'm not going to tell you the decision to make. You know what I mean? Like, I, Yeah, I they this. want a person to give them the answer. Exactly. And I'm just yeah. like, that's not pastoral authority. <laughs> right. Or it's right. just like, I'm like, should I take this job or not? You know, and I think a lot of pastors just get to the point of just, Starting to tell people what they should yeah. do, and I'm like, I, I really push back against that. Yeah. Um, I do think certain things are very unwise, mm-hmm. um, but it's, it's yeah, it's just gonna be different. Like he's like, ah, mm-hmm. I feel like I need to move in with my girlfriend and start sleeping with her. You know, well, no, like right. scripture, bang, mm-hmm. like you know, that's not a hard question that just to, to sort of answer. Yeah. Um, as far as knowing God's will in that situation. But it's like, should I take this job or that job? Um, mm-hmm. I try for the most part to be people's cheerleaders. You know what I mean? Like if I can... Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just think it's it's better. And I, I think one of the, the main reasons um, people struggle with this question is they think that God's will is hidden. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just. Well, hidden and waiting for them to uncover it. Yeah. And so there is a sense in which God's will is hidden. Right. We'll talk about that. But it's just like, it's kind of like, I've heard the illustration. It's like an Easter egg hunt, you know? Yeah. Hotter, hotter, cold, oh no. Hotter, cold, cold, yep. no. You know, you go in the wrong direction. You know, we're supposed to, like, kind of search for clues. <laughs> yeah. And, mm. you know, you just, you you wind up looking for obscure hints everywhere as to, to what God's will is for you. Mm. Um, and so there's a guy called Gerald, Sitz, uh, Gerald Sitzer. And he just, he he describes the, the conventional understanding of God's will like some so many people have a convention like this mm-hmm. understanding of God's will and he says that con- the conventional understanding of God's will is that there's a specific pathway that we should follow into the future mm-hmm. God knows what this pathway is and he's laid it out for us to follow our responsibility is then to discover that pathway our responsibility is to find God's plan for our lives. Mm-hmm. We must discover which of the many pathways we could possibly follow is the one we should follow, the one that God has planned for our lives. And if we make the right choice, we will receive his favor, fulfill our divine destiny, and succeed in life. If we choose rightly, we will experience his blessing and achieve success and happiness. 
and if we choose wrongly, we may lose our way, miss God's will for our lives, and remain lost forever in an incomprehensible maze. So many people feel like that, and we're here to tell you, you don't. That's, I mean, it really is, like, that sets you up to just question your entire life, because if you make that one initial wrong step, going down, quote, the wrong path, every decision from there on out Mm -hmm. can't really get you out of that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know? So you and me have some fairly shocking conversations sometimes in the sense that we're just like, <laughs> like, like one, one of the ones that we said, I think there's multiple people I could have married. Right. Like, I'm very happy with my decision. I'm not shocked. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? But, yeah. but it's like, well, I definitely was the best. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> So, what's that word I always say during podcasts? Amen, right? Oh, um, but you got that conventional understanding of God's will. Yeah. And I think there's, there's, the, the, there's the one. Yeah. There's a book, I think it's by one of the Blackabees. And, and I remember looking at it, it's a Southern mm-hmm. Baptist thing. Um, but it, it's very popular. It's on knowing God's will. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, like, literally, you got to go find God's will for your life. Mm-hmm. And what. Mind blowing. Mm-hmm. You, you apply that to marriage. Mm-hmm. All it takes is for like one person to marry the wrong person, or one person to decide to stay single when they're supposed to get married or whatever, and then it's just like you mess it up for everyone else, right? Yep. Like it's just a, logically a ridiculous yeah. proposition, is totally. it not? Absolutely ridiculous. Um. Yep. And there's a difference in saying that to a believer marrying a non-believer, you know, yeah. choosing to marry a non-believer. Like, mm. we know that scripture says not to do that. But do we have to, like, completely overanalyze finding the one person in the billions of people on earth <laughs> that you're supposed to marry? Exactly. So, key scripture, I'll read it. Deuteronomy Chapter 29, verse 29. Okay. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but the things that are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. And so there's the secret things. And from that we get the category, a theological category of the Hidden will of God. Mm. And then it says that which is revealed. Mm-hmm. And so we have a category of the revealed will of God. God's mm. shown what he wants. But certain things are hidden. And God's hidden will is what he sovereignly brings about. What God bring, right? God gets his way. Right. Ephesians one one. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God. Mm. That was God's plan. That was laid out. Mm. How do we know it was true? It happened. It happened. Right. Um. <clears throat> now, at the very least, that means God's permitting something to happen. Mm-hmm. 
Um, that doesn't mean everything that happens is good. Yeah. And God isn't micromanaging absolutely every single detail, overriding all of our wills. He uses means. That's a very uh, it's important thing. He 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 works Habakkuk as a classic example. Yeah. Why did Judah get judged by the Babylonian army? Well, one, it was the will of God, and it was the will of God in judgment for their wickedness. But two, the Babylonians wanted to do it. Yeah. God uses God as uh, the primary mover. Mm-hmm. And then they're the secondary, and so he's and God's purposes in that were fulfilled. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, Judas betrayed Jesus. Yeah. <coughs> Judas sinned greatly. Was this God's will? Yes, it was. Mm. Does God approve? Now let's. Does, mm. does God approve of Judas's actions? No. Mm-hmm. Is God the author of sin? No. Mm-hmm. But Judas made a decision to betray Jesus, which fitted in accordance with the plan mm-hmm. of God to send a redeemer who would lay down his life and be betrayed yeah. for our salvation. Right. And I think like there's so much more that can be said on that topic of God's hidden will and his sovereignty and and all of that that could really like that we wouldn't be able to do justice here. Right. And those are really really big deep questions that I don't think I can even I can't answer them fully. Um I think on a day to, like most Christians aren't necessarily going around with those questions in mind about God's hidden will, but they're treating God's will for their lives if, as as if it's his hidden will. Yeah. Um, and, and in a sense that there is a hidden will that we find out as it happens, but um, they're not necessarily thinking along the big, those big, really big, deep questions. Mm, totally. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, but yeah, so then we can talk about the revealed, God's revealed will. Yeah. So, I and I, I think the revealed will is ultimately what we're saying is what's important. Yeah. In that we need to, it's revealed, it's, it's laid out for us. Yep. That God had not left, left us in the dark. Yep. But I think what, what frequently happens and where the confusion comes about is that that which is hidden, we're wanting revealed, right, and we're want- right. and so that's what I, I was trying to say. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. we're looking for a giant neon sign that says, "Make this decision. Yeah. Choose this fork in the road." Yeah, uh, you're at a crossroads. Go left, not right. You know what I mean? We want a giant neon sign. Uh, should I take this job? Where should I live? What church should I go to? Who should I marry? Um, yeah. And we, we're wanting that revealed to us, mm-hmm. and I think that's a that's a real real problem. Yeah. So, and I think the reality is is that often when we're when we're trying to like get God's revealed will, God's hidden will, sorry, and make it revealed, mm-hmm. it's so often just futile. 
We start doing ridiculous things. So the the classic example of that is Gideon's fleece, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Just, yep. He says, "I'm gonna I'm gonna do this test test you, God." And so if it turns out this way, it means this. Yeah. And then he realizes, "Oh wait, that could have just happened naturally." So we've got to do it the other way. <laughs> I want the ground to be wet, uh, yeah. and the fleece to be dry. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. it's it. It's ridiculous, and it's but not... it's really interesting because I mean, obviously, there's more to the story than that as well. But that people talk about that in a positive way, right? In certain circles, mm. that like I'm doing a fleece, like I'm leaving a fleece, or I'm doing a fleece, like it's like a thing, yeah, like a metaphorical thing. Oh my goodness! And it's a positive thing. Yeah, I mean, like the extreme example would be doing a Judas, you know? It's just not right. (laughs) Yeah. So, I think this is the important thing. God doesn't leave us in the dark. We're not Mm. saying everything's hidden, you know? Mm. Right. So, what does he tell us (laughs) that he wants us to do or be? (laughs) Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. Psalm one nineteen, right? Right. God has revealed his will. And sometimes this is not as specific as we would like, and it's not as exactly situational as we would like, i.e. there's still a hidden will. But he has revealed what God has revealed is what he tells us we are to do. Right? And I see Sprawl put it this way. says, we have the power to disobey God's revealed will, but we do not have the right to disobey God's revealed will. To disobey God's revealed will is to sin. Alright, so, when we're making decisions, we need to really start with the question of what's God's will as it is revealed to us in Scripture. Mm-hmm. First big aspect of God's revealed will is that we be saved. We be reconciled to him through his son. First Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. God who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Um, you're, you can't speak. If you're, if you're outside of right relationship with God through Jesus Christ. You cannot speak of God's will for your life mm-hmm. in specific situations. Mm-hmm. You can't. Your, your, your entire life is outside of the will of God. Right. Yes, straightforward. Like, what's God's will for your life right now as it pertains to which job or where you go to university? Mm-hmm. God's revealed will for your life right there and, and there is to repent and believe the gospel. Yeah. Um, to be believe the gospel and to be then led by the Holy Spirit who convicts us of our sin who points us to Christ who reminds us of God's word and illuminates the scriptures that we might understand them and that he might lead us in righteousness you know, I think that's fascinating to me. You go to John 16 and, and that you talk about the role of the Holy Spirit. 
and we put it into this context of making decisions. Yeah. So much of the role of the Holy Spirit, uh, if you've got that conventional understanding, is to then you like you co-opt the Holy Spirit to help you lead you in finding that hidden will and working out that decision. I said, no, the role of the Holy Spirit is to lead you in righteousness. I'm worried about the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's the big one. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess another sec, uh, secondly would be that that we that we grow in grace that we're mm-hmm. that we're we're living the Christian life that we are we are feeding upon grace that we are being sanctified uh, that we are set. Up power for holy living, which is what? Love God, love neighbor self, right? Um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 3 says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification. Mm. Like, like it. That, that's got to be in our framework. You know, grow in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Timothy 3, 18. Rely upon the gospel. Yep. Yeah. And the third is, well, another one would be, um, was it growing in humility? Yeah. In a, in a way, a mutual submission to one another as believers and mm-hmm. humility to, to everyone, really. Right. All authority and just mankind in general. Yeah. I mean that's that that that's quite crucial, and I mean I think that's easy for us to miss out in sort of a Western context because it's just like, you know, what's what's the purpose for living? Well, it's to work out who you are and what kind of person you are. Like that's so much of what's in the water. You know, fish don't know they're wet. Um, do they? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but that the question of humility is sort of like. How is this affecting the community I'm a part of? How is this affecting mm-hmm. uh, my family? How is this affecting right. others? Am I, am I, am I making this decision and it's going to harm a bunch of people, needlessly, mm-hmm. to make myself? You know, I think that that's a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, very very crucial. Then God's will is that we keep His commandments. Yeah. Summarized in loving God and loving neighbor self, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. John 14 16. Mm. Uh, so, so crucial. Um, and so we're asking, so we, we, we come to a decision and we're asking ourselves, like, what's God's will for my life? Well, is this going against. God's commands is revealed in Scripture. Mm-hmm. That which is revealed is for you and for your children's children. You know, that's usually an easy. Like that's usually an easy answer, right? You know, and usually the answer is no. No, it's not going against God's commands. Right. Sometimes it's yes. <laughs> right. Um. But usually, it's no. 
but then we're left with this squirmy in this squirmy place where we still have to make a decision. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and and I think this is somewhere where that pietism can come in. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. it's like you try can, to make a decision on going on a holiday. And I was gonna say, just, can you do something you enjoy? Can you do something you enjoy? Yeah. No, no, God wants you to be miserable because that yeah. makes you holy. You yeah. Um, yep. So, some of those kind of your framework for that can, yeah. can can really play into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's not wrong to have nice things. It's, <coughs> um. So, so that those are all kind of considerations I think that that you have. And so it, you you might be making a decision where it's just like, oh, should I buy that iPhone? Right. Well, why why do you need the iPhone? Well, I can afford it. Um, the camera will really help me for my work, um, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, I need that iPhone because I need this as a status symbol, and I need to appear better than these people and I will not be satisfied unless I have this iPhone. Well that's covetousness. Or mm-hmm. That's that's a different yep. So 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 often when we come to decision making, it's like the same action done with the wrong hat is the mm-hmm. difference between being in God's revealed will and outside of it. Yeah. And so I think that's mm. Yeah, definitely. Mm interesting because I mean, there's so much in this about the the pietism aspect christian liberty and common grace yeah and it's like why as humans do we tend to squirm so much when we're given freedom when we truly have freedom to yeah. make these decisions you know like and it's i think so often it is because we battle with legalism. We battle with um, pride and and those kind of things. And so there's so much about like whether we're trying to earn God's favor through these things or look better than other people. Um, Self-salvation. Yeah, yeah, any of that kind of thing. Um yeah, instead of just being like, thank you, Lord, that I have the freedom to do this. And I have the the first world opportunity to have this range of choice uh-huh. to make a decision. Amen. And, <laughs> you know, because a lot of people don't have the range of choice we have. Yeah. Um, the fact that we have it is a blessing. Amen. And then realizing that, like, throughout Scripture... Especially as we're talking about the New Testament and God's, the way God commands the church. So much of it is about who we are, our conduct, how we treat other people. Amen. And our worship towards him. But so much of it is about submitting to one another, loving one another, treating one another with kindness and grace, being an example. You know, but there's nothing in there about... Yeah, yeah, you have to earn, you can only earn this amount of money or you can, you know, you, you have to 
work with your hands or not. You know, there's just all of those things, the occupation questions, the where you live questions, that really doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because when you have the other stuff, it works its way out. And where God puts you is Amen. where you are. <laughs> Amen. Anyway, I recommend, I'll put it in the show notes, but I recommend listening to um, Todd Bordeaux and Osvaldo Valdez's podcast, Caiaphas. They've got a really good run of episodes on Common Grace. Mm-hmm. And that's a really good Living, living in this world, yeah, right. yeah, 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 making making those kind of decisions, and some things are common, you know. We just, yeah. You know, it's fascinating to me. Psalm hundred and forty three ten. David prays, "Lord, teach me to do Your will. Mm. Teach me to do Your will." You know, the concern is like, I know what I'm supposed to do. Help me to do it. Mm. Um, it's not like, show show me what it is, you know, yeah. when, when it's hidden. You know, another one, Psalm 37, 4, right? Just delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Right? Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. He'll change your desires. Uh, he'll give you new desires, and he'll he'll help you um, live in a way that's pleasing to him. And so, I think let, let's just bring up you know the question of prayer. Like, mm. what's prayer doing as it relates to God's will? Mm. Yeah, so much of it is aligning our hearts and minds with the Lord's, and mm. that's usually in that revealed will. Yeah aspect and it and it is i mean we can we pray for things like um we pray for god to use those ordinary means that Mm -hmm. he so often does to direct us right so we pray for uh those who know us well to give us wise advice and we pray for you know the finances we need to do something or those sorts of things, you know, mm-hmm. we have requests that we can make before the Lord. Absolutely. And he answers those things according to his, what, hidden will that then becomes plain to us. His revealed will. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I think it's really interesting, though, because when you have, when we've had people come to us with some of these questions... I happens, find, happens all the time. It does. And sometimes the situations are really big and really hard. Yep. And I don't want to make light of that because those things can be... Those things take time to walk through and to think through. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say generally they are on those kind of common things like take a job or date someone or whatever. And... A lot of times, I think there's two common situations. One is they're they're really used to being in that stream of thought of like, I have to search out that hidden will and God will eventually reveal it to me. Maybe there's some signs along the way and mm-hmm. freaking out that they're going to make the wrong decision and mess up their lives. Yeah. Right? 
there's that case which we can kind of guide them through and say walk them through those basic things that we've just walked through totally and then be like what do you want to do yeah what do you think is you know actually happening here that's a uh, very what's spir- obvious <laughs> that's a very spiritual question sometimes yeah what, what do you want to do actually, what do yeah. you think you should do yeah and then the second i think general type of person is someone who is then going to shop for answers they're they're actually wanting a certain answer and they either so want they annoying. want yeah and they if want you're someone... that person <laughs> if you're that person please they want someone to make a decision for them yeah or they know that they kind of are wanting to do either the wrong thing or the right thing for the wrong reason. And they want someone to make them feel better about it. Yeah. And in that case, they're probably going to just keep shopping for the right the, the answer they want to hear. Yeah. And those are the two main people, I think, mm. that we often... Listen to your conscience. Mm. Yeah. Listen to your conscience. And growing, and and that growth in grace and maturity. Yeah. To. To know to know God's word yeah. to know what God's word says what you should and shouldn't do, and then make that decision for yourself. Yeah. And not have to rely on well the pastor told me. Yeah. That I could do this. Yeah. Because I think. I admire you that you can just usually take that step back and be like. I'm not going to tell you what to do or not do because that's not my place. Whereas, like, it's almost like a parental frustration that you could just be like, just do this, you know? (laughs) Because you just want to be done with it. I view my role so much more as, one, sometimes representing the Word of God, Mm. you know, and just saying, like, you know, you know, God's Word will not let you do that, like, because remember when God's revealed God's revealed will is an outworking of who he is yes yep you know so God says be holy for I am holy (coughs) God says you know do not Mm -hmm. commit adultery you know all those kind of things that's a revelation of who he is as a person Mm. who he is as a God yep you know what I mean? So it's not outside of... They said, that's God, and God is the highest good. Mm. So the law is good. Yeah. Uh, so we need to understand that. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, my, my job so often, I think, is to just help people think through their options and untangle... It sometimes, and that's all I'm there for is a yeah. sanity board. That's almost not like a distinctly spiritual thing. Like I mean, I know just, it's more like a therapist role. It sounds more like a therapist, <laughs> but it's true. Like yeah. just kind of like totally. And then often just giving them some encouragement. You know, it's just yeah. like he's like most of the time people come to me and they're like, "Yeah, no, I think I need to do this," and I was like, "Cool, God bless you." Yeah, you know, and sometimes that's like I'm going to leave the church, leave town, go somewhere else, and. Yeah, you know, it's those, those conversations are incredibly difficult for me. Yeah, but I just have to come to a place of just being like, "Hey, go brother, go sister," you know. Yeah. Um, some people are like terrified of talking to me, thinking that they'll crush me, and I'm just <laughs> like, 
you know what? No, mm. you won't. You know what I mean? That's just. Mm. I want to just. I want to try and be your supporter. I want to. Like if you, I don't yeah. really think that this will be a good move for you. <coughs> go do it. You know. Yeah. Um. It'll be hard, but. Right. You know, I don't own people. So I know, not. like we we could have, like you might have your own thoughts about like maybe this is not going to work out so well. Not that not a sin issue, but yeah. just, you know, we, yeah. the way we think something could happen or totally. or what how we think it would affect us. And we can be proven to be completely wrong, yeah. you know? Yeah. Have our own thoughts about like, hmm, maybe. And then you see them down the line, like that was amazing for them. Yeah. And it's been so good for their their own, you know, spiritual journey or whatever it could be and it's like hey you know i'm so glad like the lord's in charge not us yeah you know just because it's not what we would do you know god is sovereign that means you and me (laughs) yep and that's cool i'm just opinionated (laughs) (laughs) so let's uh let's bring it to a close with this quote by kevin de young kevin de young right now very much in the me he decided to review two very popular books in one week he's crazy man um i'm not always a great fan but he's got a little book called kevin de young by the way does not know how to do the washing he said that the laundry he he admitted that he's just like i don't know how to run loads of laundry i have no clue how to do it he just he just thought he'd volunteer that information out there like was it a badge of honor or no i i don't know he's just talking about like it was just i think it was because he's been writing books about gender roles and stuff like that oh, you know what i mean goodness. it's just not yeah. your favorite thing at all i understand but but then i think he just you know he's he's got like nine children or something like that and then he's just kind of like oh you know talk about household roles and stuff like i just don't know how to do the laundry at all and i'm like dude what like this is not difficult um well he's got nine children children probably all know how to do the washing (laughs) no further comments (laughs) so kevin d young has a book called just do something yep and i really like it and he says this the end of the matter is this live for god obey the scriptures think of others before yourself be holy Love Jesus, and as you do these things, do whatever else you like with whomever you like, and you'll be walking in the will of God. <laughs> Amen. Good. Cool. We're back on the podcasting horse. <laughs> High five. Uh, send us your requests, uh, and we get, we still have an Instagram. Yep, I will. I will post about this episode. Yeah. The whole like posting about like. All the episodes that I hadn't posted on Instagram, no. just like I couldn't handle the pressure. Yeah. So I will post that we've done this episode and on keep, Instagram. And I send us your requests. Yeah. God bless you all. <laughs>